Howling Hour podcast. I'm your host, Chris Staten. You can find me on Twitter at Pilgrim Yelling, and you can find the show on Twitter and Instagram at the Howling Hour underscore. Today, back in the mix, Rob Ellis. Here he is. It's me. Um, I like how I, I still plug like the, so, the socials and everything, but like I've been on such a hiatus, a thick hiatus, thick hiatus from social media. I'm like, come check it out. And then like, if you could look on the on the podcast Twitter, I have like four tweets in the last three months. The like the like skeleton at the bottom of a pool meme. It's quite literally. Um, <clears throat> but yeah, today we are going to be talking about. Howling 2, Your Sister is a Werewolf, directed by (laughs) Felipe Mora and starring Christopher Lee, Annie McEnroe, Rob Brown, Marsha Hunt, and Sybil Danning. And Hoof Boy. So I've seen, this is the third time I've seen this movie. Um, Oh, damn. Yeah. Um, So shoutouts to Dreadfile Cinema Club. Um... They when the pandemic had started, um, they had hosted like some streaming event. Uh, it was like a I can't remember if it was like a weekly thing or like a monthly thing, uh, mm-hmm. where they would do like these double features, like online, like on Twitch. I don't know. I don't, oh, know, so- I don't know how they kind of got around doing that stuff, but they um, would p- play these movies. And I remember it, they played this, and they played Chud Two, Bud the Chud. Nice. And it was like. Just I first time watching both these movies and I'm just like, well, the, I'm glad I'm glad we're just watching a bunch of shit tonight. Um, <laughs> and I watched it again, like maybe like the, like in 2021 or something. And then I watched it for this movie, and like this movie still, despite it being like utter trash, uh, is still like pretty enjoyable. Um, I want to say this maybe that maybe it was the first time because I think in the Twitch chat people were like here's a drinking game to play. Um, and I th- and I think, I want to imagine I definitely participated in that because this game is oh, very sure. drinking gameable. Oh, yeah. Um, but yeah, what were your, your initial thoughts? Uh, so I, I tried watching this with someone and she had to like tap out in the first 10 minutes is the first thing I'll say about it. But um, it, for me, it was like unwatchable at first and then eventually it did manage to wrap around to being so so awful that it was entertaining and by the end i i would say it it averaged out to you know something i'm (laughs) i'm not i'm not pissed that i watched it that's for sure (laughs) that's good um yeah but uh it was a it was a weird ass very not good movie but uh, it was fun. Um, yeah, it. I, the part of the fun of the movie is, like, I, I think I think it'll elevate the experience for you. Because um, once I explain, like this this movie had like a very troubled production, um, and I think one of the one of the biggest things is that um, if you noticed, none of the werewolves in the movie ever become an actual werewolf yeah they're they i they did look, notice that yeah they look like <laughs> these weird like half beast things 
Yeah, they get a lot of hair. Um, yeah, they get hairy. This is because uh, the suits come in, and they're in a crate that's labeled 20th Century Fox, Planet okay. of the Apes. Oh, man. And, like, he was just like, uh, this other director was just like, oh, what the fuck? Um, can, like, can we fix this? And his producer was just like, you'll make do. You'll figure it out. Oh, wow. Uh, yeah. So, <laughs> so it, and it was actually Christopher Lee. He was like, because if you notice, there's like one part where they explain like the werewolf stuff is like the evolution process becomes reversed and like man right. reverts back to a beast. And so this is like the middling stage where like these, they're like these weird, weird, oh, it's like weird the, beasts. Yeah, like little Cro-Magnon like werewolf guys. Exactly. And so that they just went with that instead. And so like there's a couple times where like oh, okay. it'll like, like when there's like werewolf attacks, it might zoom in on like a random like wolf mask. Yeah, they probably had like, like one. Right, it's just like a completely detached werewolf head. Yeah, it it was um, it was just bizarre. Um, it's a weird ass movie. It's because it, like it just doesn't work because this is obviously a sequel yeah. to The Howling, which is like one of the best werewolf movies of all time. Um, mm -hmm. I'm sorry that I had you watch this one instead. <laughs> uh, I literally have the original. I have it on on Blu-ray. Um, but I was, oh. I, I needed it. It's been so long since. Oh. I'll have to peep one. it to reclaim my oh, do it. memories of the Howling name. This, this is a direct sequel to to that movie. Yeah. So like in the end when it opens up and you're at the at the funeral for for Ben's sister, that and yep. like the the footage um that's shown of like his sister getting killed is from the movie. Oh snap. I'm I'm pretty sure. And yeah. um Yeah, so it just goes directly off the rails, though. Um, yeah. And there's so many things that that just don't that just really don't work for the film plot wise. Uh, which yeah. actually, you know what? I'm just gonna go through the plot of this film because there, first of all, there yeah. really isn't one. Um, like, there's a lot of things that they might it might be like a one liner, and then or like ten, tension is built, but it actually means nothing. Um, yep. Like a lot of problems are immediately resolved just by like someone being there. <laughs> yeah, characters are really just like moving from scene to scene, waiting for like you know the plot to unfold around them. Right. Yeah. Just waiting for events to happen. Exactly. And uh, so yeah. So the plot of this movie: Ben White attends the funeral of his sister, journalist Karen White, the heroine of the previous film. Following her internment in a, in a mausoleum, Ben meets both Jenny Templeton, one of Karen's colleagues, and Stephen Crosco, a mysterious interloper who tells him Karen wears a werewolf. Providing videotaped evidence of the transformation and turning up to destroy Karen as her undead body rises from the grave, Crosco convinces Ben and Jenny to accompany him to Transylvania to battle Stirba, an immortal werewolf queen. Along the way, the trio encounter Mariana, another lusty werewolf siren, and her minion, Earl. Arriving in the Balkans, Ben and company wander through an ethnic folk festival, unaware that Stirba is off in her nearby castle, already plotting their downfall. 
Stefan introduces Ben and Jenny to several locals who are sworn to oppose Stirba due to the deaths of their various family members, all of whom were killed either by Stirba or her followers. One night, Ben and Vasil find Stirba's castle, but are forced to flee after being spotted, and Vasil is killed in the escape. Stirba later uses Vasil's reanimated corpse to lure Stefan into a trap, but is saved by Ben at the last minute. During this, Jenny is captured and taken to Stirba's castle. Ben, Stefan, Constantine, Luca, and Father Florin assault the castle, but are ambushed by Stirba's werewolves. Constantine and Luca are killed in the battle, and Father Florin is injured. Arriving at the castle, the three split up to locate Jenny and kill Stirba. Ben rescues Jenny, killing Mariana in the process, and flees the castle, while Stefan and Father Florin confront Stirba. Florin is killed by Stirba's demon, but Stefan manages to kill Stirba, who burns to death with her. Some time later, Ben and Jenny have returned to the United States and are living as a couple. A trick-or-treater knocks on the door, and they are confronted by what appears to be a child in a werewolf costume. After the child goes into the apartment next door, they knock on the door and are met by a Romanian man who claims that he does not have any children and lives alone. Declining his offer to come in for a drink, Ben and Jenny return to their apartment. The end. And you uh, you forgot the uh, third of the movie that is made up by scenes of banging and or cutting back to the band. So the, the real <laughs> heart of the movie are these interconnecting scenes where... Um, Stirba at Stirba's castle in Transylvania, which, by the way, like Stefan is like at what, earlier in the movie, he's like he has this guy, this werewolf, like basically begging for death, and he's like, "I will release you if you tell me where she is," and he's like, "The Dark Country," and Stefan's like, "She's in Transylvania." Are you telling me, bro, that you never once fucking considered <laughs> checking that out? Even once, and then you immediately uh, go directly to a village that's like maybe a couple miles away from this castle where she is. Right. Like, you seem to have a pretty good idea where she was. Um, There's no way he needed that. Exactly. And so we get these shots of Steerbutt in the castle, and she's doing nothing the whole movie. <laughs> she is just big chilling in this castle. And yeah. all around here are, like, these people in BDSM attire. Like, yep. leather with, like, boobs hanging out. People are just, like, like banging on furniture, on the floor, um, everywhere. It's just so hypersexual. And, it's crazy. Yeah, and so that takes up, I swear to God, it might actually be, like, 20 minutes of the film is, like, these scenes of nothing. There's one scene in the movie where Stirba, and it's, like, an internal monologue, and I part of me wonders if, like, they just had, like, this B-roll of her, like, walking, and then, like, later, we're just like, oh, we need, like, some plot connective tissue, and so they just yeah, used they, this. Yeah, like, post-recorded it. Yeah, and then in yeah, post, totally. they just, like, in interjected dialogue. And, and I feel like they did that as well in, like, the fight scene. Where with the quote unquote fight scene at the end where Christopher Lee yeah. and Sybil Danning like, you know, fight and then die. It's like because it's all no one's actually talking. It's all in their minds. Like, right. Christopher Lee doesn't have psychic powers. He's just a no. dude. And if she's just like, and if and they're siblings. That's like the kind of like one of the, the plot points is that it's like Stirba is Stefan's sister, and like she was this old woman 
who like early in the movie like basically takes the the youth of um some random like young young woman and by sniffing her yeah <laughs> um and it's like she's immortal but like so it's but she's only like what 65 70 years old yeah so what does it even mean if she's immortal if she's not if you're not going to play it as the character is hundreds of years old right i thought there was going to be some kind of and i mean you know the fact that it was uh sir Cl- christopher lee didn't help but i thought it was going to be that he's like also some sort of like a mortal creature either a werewolf or a vampire or something exactly no nah, he's just like kind of old like fair and square yeah he's just a dude who's like sworn to fight evil um because also the, the movie opens right and he's like in the back sitting in the back of the church while like the service for ben's sister's going on and then outside he like ambushes ben and he gives him he's just like he's like your sister is alive she is a werewolf and he like gives ben like forces ben to take his card or like well end up jenny ends up taking the card but um it's like has his name and it says occult investigator and it's like yeah. dude how long have you been in this business and how often are do people receive you ambushing them at grave sites right the cold them, call yeah like <laughs> and then and then that's also like like a fucking huge flaw of the movie is that so much of this is like done out in the open like, yep. like there's like some. It's not some secret battle that Stefan is like flying under the radar of like the werewolves. Like he's just full blood. Like there, because there were other werewolves there in the shadows, like watching. It's like why didn't they just fucking gang up on him like five to one at any point in this movie and just take him out? No, yeah, they like kung fu movied it. And yeah, it's just like like literally one at a, one at a time they go like he's he's attacked and he just like kills people which also yeah. like the whole thing is like she because Steerbo's like an immortal werewolf she's like extra powerful you can't just kill her with silver and it's like it's titanium so instead of like a silver dagger it he has a titanium dagger which doesn't change how these interactions the play out at all <laughs> yeah right it, it doesn't change anything at all you just change the name of it basically it, it, exactly. It doesn't make, doesn't elevate tension. No. It's, it's not like some weird development where they need to like maybe even go and find some titanium to make into a weapon. He already has a titanium dagger. Right. And Yeah. And it's not like it needs to be like some fancy like blessed thing and they need to do like a nope. ceremony. Nah, it's just like wrong metal. And well, and later in the movie, but they're going to storm Steerbus Castle. Uh, he's like laying out all of these weapons to Ben, like all these holy relics and artifacts. I love this scene so much. And Ben's just looking at all, at all of it, and then he just like ends up taking a gun. Because yeah, yeah I'll dude, t- I'll take that one. I'll and take then this one. He like half knowingly smiles at uh at um freaking uh, Count Dooku, and Count Dooku <laughs> half knowingly smiles back, and it's like they share this weird moment about the gun and then they leave and like the other guys have like battle axes yeah it's 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 it, crazy because in the because the gun like belonged to vasil who is like this um this dwarf who is like was like on he's like on their side and um like him and ben like had done like recon and like found the castle and everything and so again in a werewolf movie the most violent death that anyone experiences at the hands of a werewolf 
is Vasile, who has his head basically fucking explode, because Stirba is in her castle, like, shooting magic electricity out of her hand while she's, like, chanting a spell, and, like, his little wax holy earbuds fall out earplugs fall out and like he's like holy airpods in this a very long time of him just holding his head screaming in pain and then his head explodes and so again in a werewolf movie best kill is not werewolf related um at all uh can we take like four seconds to talk about the scene where he kills the guard oh my fucking god that is like one of the funniest sequences I've seen in a long time, and I'm pretty sure it, like, has to have at the time set, like, dwarf rights back, like, ten years, because he literally, he takes out a pocket knife, he, like, he fucking dagger throws it straight to the, like, armored mm-hmm. helmet, but, like, clothed, like, sentry knight, yep. <laughs> hits him in the chest, does a little, like, gnome, like, hee hee ho ho! And then runs up and, like, overhead smashes him with a flail. I, I was, like, agape that entire scene. My, my note is um, Vasil kills the guy with the gun in the armored helmet right out in the open by, sli- by slowly lining up a knife throw. Yeah. The dude has a fucking right. gun. And you're like, oh shit, a gun. They don't have like a like a weapon like that. They have literally uh, like knives and a consecrated dagger. A consecrated dagger. Like, oh, how are they gonna get by him? And he just walks out into the open directly in front of him after they have a full blown Skyrim guard moment of like, who's there? Dude, I kept saying, I kept saying, um, my dad was in the room while I watched this, and I kept saying that like everyone in this movie is just like a Bethesda NPC. Like at the beginning where there's like the punks and he, he walks out and he gets hit with a bottle and he's like, what the fuck was that? And then yeah. he pulls out his knife and then stands still. And he's like, where'd you go? And then keeps <laughs> standing still. It's, uh, uh, yeah. So, and so, yeah. And so what, like, the best part <laughs> of the, really the best part of the movie is like, part of it is filmed. So mo- the film, the movie is filmed like in, almost entirely in Czechoslovakia um, and they actually go to like this this punk band show, um, and the big the big thing is like they sing this song cal- called "Howling," that is just played at any time in the movie. They keep playing it for any, so much for any reason. And like the thing is, it's a banger. It's a certified yeah. banger. I'm not gonna it lie. It slaps, but it, does it slap the sixth time? <sighs> It really, it really, and the thing is for me, that's like the 18th <laughs> time I've heard it, because I've seen this movie all the way through three fucking times. Oh, true, and, true. Um, so they go, uh, they go to the show, which is also weird, because there's like laws at the time, in like Czechos, there's like basically a curfew. Um, oh, where, shit. Yeah, so like people, like the people at that show, like weren't even supposed to be like out that late, because they were like teenagers there and shit. And it was basically, a, cur- it was like basically a curfew for, for, for teenagers. Um, huh. Yeah. And Wild. They're, they're just there at this, at this, like at this punk show where Christopher Lee, it, you know, the movies, it, the glasses. The, yeah. The movie takes a turn for the comical when like some of these people, it's like are wearing like these weird, like, I don't even know like what kind of glasses you would call them. It's like something you'd see at a rave. Or like an, yeah. like an electronic show or something, and he's just like 
in the back, like, watching this show, which also, I don't really know why he's there. I don't He's, either. like, hunting werewolves, I guess, perhaps, and he, like, he knows they go to, like, this one punk club, and this, this is still supposed to be in L.A., by the way, and... Of course. And he gets handed, like, these, these glasses, and he just puts them on. He's like, yup. He's just like, I'll blend in. He's just chill with it. I guess I'm going to do this. Um, Yeah, I don't, I don't really know what the fuck's going on. And let me see, what what was my note for that? Um, My note for that was. Now we're at a rave. Honestly, the Howling song is a fucking banger. There we go. Oh, yeah. Uh, My note was like, does, does the director like know this band or something or like vice versa? Like, they just get so much, really like, know. strange, unearned screen time. Because there was a certain part of the movie as well where, like, it full-blown cuts back to them. Yeah, it goes back. And, and like, there's no reason for it at all. Because, like, they're they're in Transylvania. So much of the plot has advanced. And then there's just, like, a cut back to the band playing the song. But it holds no significance to the plot. It's like they—it's really just there. Like in any other like low-budget like horror movie that has like some band interlude. But yeah, so it's right. So right here, gotta reuse the punk show footage and music for the big orgy that's happening on another continent. Yep. And yeah, oh I God. thought I was the asshole because I was like, wait, hold on, they're not even like in that country anymore and i had to like rewind a bunch because i thought i like spaced out and no it there's just no reason and so also what's happening what what also i didn't really understand there's also right around towards the end of the movie where there's like this big orgy happening right before like this final battle um which i like that's how they that's how they prepare um oh yeah so vlad who's like kind of stirba's like second in command basically and he she, he's like a gifted um, Mariana when she shows up to Transylvania, and they like <laughs> Stirba's like does she like does she please you? And he's like yes. And she's like take her. And they like go and we see like them like moaning and groaning and writhing like on the bed together, and then like Stirba joins and it's like the most uninteresting threesome like you've ever watched in your life that's um, the thing the scenes aren't even like that fun it's like not it's like really not sexual like as much as as as, as much nudity in like like as in sex that the movie has it's not sexual it's yeah, like it's not somehow. going it's not going to stimulate the senses no Although, so, so they have the one scene obviously where Sybil Danning before she engages in this threesome she like rips off her shirt and um, she had been in like a lot of movies where she was like fully nude and it was a point of contention that she didn't really want to do any more nude scenes. Um, and the director was like, no, but we, you need to though. <laughs> and it's plot relevant. It's it, It's for the plot. And yeah, so they totally. do it for the one time right there in that scene. But did you watch through the credits? Yeah. The like 1980s YouTube poop quite quite literally it's just like a mash cut of like all the all these little scenes of the film but it does cut to sybil danning ripping her shirt off to reveal her breasts 17 times is that the number that is the number 17 times that it the one shot like the like the 1.5 second shot 
<laughs> and just because they're just trying to get the maximum use out of it. So, oh, you only want to do the one scene? That's fine. We are we are just gonna just backload this movie of you ripping your shirt off, though. Right. You could you could record just the one scene. We're gonna use it as many times as we want, though. And so obviously she was pissed when she fucking saw yeah. it, when she saw that the finished product. Cause like, what is that? Oh, man. So anyway, uh, Vlad, the second in command guy, for for some reason, like as they're um, getting ready for this battle, and like their steerbutt tells them, like him and Mariana, to like go to Jenny. He's like running, and then like he has like yes, like struggle to like stop himself from transforming, and I'm just like, are you not like an experienced werewolf, bro? Right. Why, like, and, and this does nothing. It's not, it's not like a part of his character before this. Nothing happens because of it. He's just it's like, like a weird throwaway thing. It's literally like a weird, like, conversation bit that means nothing. Yeah. Um, which I guess happens a lot um, in this yeah. movie. Like, there's a scene where True. obviously Ben and Jenny, they get to Transylvania, they get to their hotel, which is full of, like, I guess, werewolves that, like, maniacally yeah, laugh. Right. When... They just stayed at the werewolf motel led by uh, Goes- Gomez Adams. Seriously. And yeah. one of the things, like their hotel room number was 666. And they're like, there's not like six floors here. There are like that many rooms. And they're like, it's funny, isn't it? And like everyone <laughs> in the lobby like starts laughing or giggling. And they're like, all right. And they just like go upstairs. Yeah, and they're just like, we're going to go to our room now. Yeah. And then Jenny throws herself at Ben. I don't think I've ever watched a movie where like, like two characters where that would definitely at some point have a romantic connection and hook up or something. I've never seen it done with such little grace ever in any other movie. It's literally like. Like I, I'm so like like I feel like I forget what she says. Like I don't want to be. I can't remember if it's I don't want to be alone or like hold me or yeah, like. She's like, she's like, can you hold me? And then he's like, yeah. And then they just start banging. Yeah, and and there's a, there's like I like it. There's a cut. So like he's like holding her up against the wall, and like you know they're gyrating, but he has his pants yep. on. He's he's got those Levi's fully fully up on his waist, and then it cuts. And it zooms in a bit, and you don't see his waist anymore. And then it kind of looks like they're like they're doing it. Um, and Jenny's making like some weird like some weird noises. I'm just like, like oh, like, yeah. Like, what is happening right now? It was not. Yeah, it was not quite right. And then we get a little bit later, and it's still in the hotel room. Jenny's just in the tub. And, like, the camera's slowly, like, walking in on her. And, like, the thing is, she's not naked. Like, you don't see, like, her naked at all. You don't see you don't see her boobs. You don't see anything. But we just get this long cut of her in the bathtub. And it looks like someone's creeping up on her. And then it's just Ben. And then yep. he says, hi, honey. And then that's it. Yeah. It's that's like... Whole, to know, like, any effect of any kind. No, it's like 30 seconds of the movie. It's so long. Um, they spend so much time in this movie on just nothing at all. They're quite... So, when they're in Transylvania and, like, they kind of make the plan to, like, find Steerbus Castle and, like, keep an eye out during this festival or whatever, um, yeah. literally Ben asks, he's like, what should we be doing? And... He, actually, I think I said it right here. Yeah, there must be something we can do instead of just sit around and wait. 
And Christopher, <laughs> Christopher Lee says, yes. He goes, you're right, there is. Yeah, patience. Yep. He says, patience. He said, is I, I wrote, LOL, just wait for the plot to unfold around you, bro. <laughs> <laughs> and, yeah, right. Uh, yeah, so I, 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 I make my, my point here where the plot's just really out in the open. Um, there's also a part part of the movie where at a certain point Steerba is in like battle armor and she dead ass looks looks like Mewtwo. Yep. Yeah, she looks like clone Mewtwo. She literally looks she got the Mewtwo build because of like this weird armor, which doesn't mean anything. It's like it doesn't make her stronger, like it doesn't protect her. Like the one fight she's in, she loses. The one fight any of the werewolves are in, they lose. Like they yep. literally just get pieced up. Like when they finally like the heroes attack the castle and um, Christopher Lee for some reason suggests that him and the priest, they all the three of them split up for no fucking oh, reason. Yeah. Then Ben walks in to save Jenny and just literally walks up to like Mariana just like comes at him or he like goes to her and he literally just stabs her in the gut and she dies. Yeah, it's just very little fanfare. Just goes down like a sack of bricks, and it's like every fight scene in this movie is like the uh, the Indiana Jones like gunshot the sword guy. Seriously, well, literally, and that's literally the end. Like when Christopher Lee, and, well, Stefan and Stirba have their face off, where like there's like some incestuous undertones. To yeah, what was that it? whole so, fucking thing? I the the first scene um, where. Uh, uh, yeah, where she was like, uh, does she please you? Uh, I I was like, dude, you called her your daughter, like, literally two lines ago. Like, whether or not that was, like, metaphor... Obviously, it's metaphorical, but, like, besides that, like, dude, chill. And then she starts going on that whole weird, like, wedding tirade at the end. And I'm like, no, stop. What are you talking about? Yeah, and like she puts Chris, she puts Stefan like under this spell, and like he's like he's like being dragged to her. And at first, you're thinking like, yeah, no shit. We've seen how powerful she was. She made a dude's head blow up from right. like you know. And she was nowhere nearby. Yeah. And so Christopher Lee's like being like magnetically drugged to her, and then right. he literally gets there and like embraces her, and then literally just stabs her. Yeah, he it was, was fucking like, Game of Thrones. Sure. Season eight, like yep. just the knife drop into the other hand to stab and kill the the leader of the fucking the ice people there. Um, yeah, it's just it's just over. It's it's like wow, what an anticlimactic piece of shit. And like meanwhile, like the like this demon like is like sitting in like the in the father the father's mouth like because he's like he's dead on the ground. He gets obviously murked easily, and yeah. It's nothing. It's like a nothing burger. It literally just goes up in flames yeah. with like everything else. Like, uh, I just don't. I don't get it. And I don't get why like there was like Steerba even wanted Jenny to like join them. Like by making her into a werewolf, is it gonna like change her psychology? Like, wouldn't she right. just like resent being alive at that point and like seek death? I would think so. They have her chained and, up and though, because you're like you're gonna, like you will join us. Why? She, she's not even like special though, right? No, like, there's nothing special about her. Literally just yeah, ra- this random woman. 
again, I, I felt like I missed something. And, of course, it, like, how she even gets into, like, becomes captive anyway is fucking weird. Because they have, like, this mm-hmm. we, this wicked weird guide who's obviously, he, he's obviously evil from, like, the jump you know that. It's not even like, oh, it's like a, like a, like a, a confidant that's betraying them at all it's just like oh this dude's definitely like a weird scummy guy yeah yeah you're literally waiting for him to like sell them out yeah and or for them to realize that he's one of them and then like kill him or something right but like anything bad he easily fools jenny into like walking into the woods with him alone um by being like oh ben's all all the way out here he just told me and he just left and we should go. Don't you want to go see him now? And then she like he like forcefully grabs her by the arm and like walks her out of like the the village. Um, yeah. And, and then it's like it's late. It's late into the night. Moon's out. They're like on this on this road, and she's just like, "What the fuck are we doing here? Like, where are we going? <laughs> this just isn't right." And he's just like, you know, it's uh, something about like romantic. It's like romantic or like something about lovers. And then he's just like, I want to make love. I want to make love to you. And she's like, get the fuck away from me. And then it's like yeah. the most odd, like, like uncomfortable rape attempt. Again, I've ever seen in a movie. It's like he literally, like, they're like grappling he's with each so other. Gross. And then she just like passes out, right? Did I miss something? She literally just becomes unresponsive on the ground. Yeah, I don't think he... He doesn't like, he actually... it's, it's not like some like chloroform uh, or like, like, you know, puts her in a chokehold or something. Literally, they're grappling, and then she just goes completely limp. Yeah. And she then, just lost, I guess. And, but then Steerbook comes out and, like, shames him for doing this. And so, like, Jenny's, like, unharmed, you know, I get I, in, right. in, in, like, you know, in, a, in like, the sexual assault sense. Um, yeah. Just, like, it was just, like, a, like a, harrowing, a harrowing experience for her. And then Steerbook shames him, and... Then she literally goes up to to Jenny, who is wearing like this amulet that Stefan had given her and Ben. Is like this will protect you, and we never saw it protect either of them. It no. played no. There was never like it repelling an, a werewolf or like anything like that. And she literally goes up to Jenny and takes it off of her body. Yeah, again showing that it's like a meaningless trinket. Right, that means absolutely fucking nothing in this movie. I could not believe when that happened. And then, they, and then they just take her back to the castle, and they they chain her up and they like they cover her in blood, so it looks like so when they finally run out and they like run back into the town, she's still like her her skin's like smeared like smeared with blood, smeared with blood, I guess. Yeah, and no one no one stops them. Yeah, and They're yeah, just, like when... running through the streets like bloodied. Yeah, and I can't believe I can't believe Ben uh, just like left her alone with that guy in the first place. Dude, right? He's just like, hey, can you watch her for a sec? Like, so, like, flippantly. And he just, like, pieces out. It's crazy. <sighs> God. Never, ever. It's, yeah. And, again, and another, like, really odd thing that is just, like, why did a character, why did, like, no characters notice this? Is when Vasil, the, the dwarf, he's had his head blown up. Yep. And then he's, like, being controlled by Stirba, uh, magically. And so he's, he's wearing, like, a mask. But it's still obviously him because he's the only dwarf in the movie, and oh, but his no, voice is replaced Chris. with like a feminine voice. Yeah, speaking of overdubbing, no, Chris, that's where you're wrong. There's like there's like three or four dwarves in the movie. I swear, 
are they all on screen at, on screen at the same time? Definitely not. Like, okay, it, it still is obviously him, but like there was a strange number of dwarves in this movie. Yeah, because obviously it's Eastern Europe where it's weird, and we got to use you know, dwarves because. Right, we don't know how to make interesting townspeople otherwise. Yeah, it's like, we don't, yeah, it's it's quite literally, it's like, isn't it odd out here? Isn't it strange? Yeah. Um, And so they, so Stefan is like lured by, like, he seems to not understand that this is Vasile, first of all. And it's like, it's like this feminine surprise. Yeah, it's this feminine voice. And so he thinks it's like a child because he has, he has Jenny's amulet now. And he like like runs away and like up into this building and just like sinks into a corner where he like sits down like a doll, and it is like is in this like giggling and Stefan goes up and as you as and, and it was only really when he walks into the room initially that I really see that you could still see the blood from Vasile getting his head exploded on the sides of his head. It's yeah, not it's not gross. like the body's been cleaned up and it's like distracting. It's still just off. It's a dead Vasil wearing a mask, and yeah. Stefan goes up very close and like talks to him, like he's a child, and he's like, "I am not going to hurt you. I just want to know where you got." And then it's like, oh, and then like the mask comes off, and it's like a fucking you know, disfigured face with blood and shit, and yeah. and then Ben and comes in just in wrist. time to fucking like yeet him out the window. Yeah, dude. <laughs> Me and my dad lost it at that part because like. Are their their solution to getting attacked by someone because it's a dwarf is that they just pick him up and throw him? That's psycho. <laughs> They're crazy for that. I could yeah. not believe that they did that. Yeah, it's um, it's interesting. It's pretty funny. It's he's uh... pretty funny. Yeah, and I and I say all this, and I'm just like, I, I feel like my comments, obviously my comments are disparaging because it's not a good movie, but it's, it, throughout, there's just, like, this absurdity to it. It's, like, yeah. it's really, there's this fever dream aspect because of so much of the movie is set up, and then it doesn't make any sense or nothing happens, um, that it, ma- it makes it enjoyable. Like, there is, like, when they first are in Transylvania, they're, they're like, driving this car, um, on on this one road, there's obviously one road. It's a mountain, and yeah. so it's the sheer it's the sheer cliff fall off, and then it's the it's the ro- it's the climb up on the right side. And they're driving, and they have to stop the car because there is a car. It seems like there was a car crash, and there was like a, a, uh, I can't remember if it was a man or a woman. Like it was a woman, right? Uh, it's like an old woman. Yeah, like I, a... I just remembered this part. I yeah. fucking, oh my it's God. an old woman laying in the street with like blood like around her, and it's just like a bunch of like random villagers silently watching her like dying on the ground. And let me see. Let's say. Yeah, this woman was hit. Yeah, this woman was hit by a car. We must get her to a doctor quickly, which is said by the. Ro- it, I swear to God, that ha- I think that is the same dude that is the is that is the priest at the end of the movie, because it is the same yeah. insanely bad line delivery. Uh, that fucking fat, is... fat Mark Twain. Uh, maybe <laughs> there's a guy that looked like Fat Mark Twain. Maybe, and uh, it's just like. They're like, okay, well, what the fuck? And then the, the the villagers, they just leave her there. And then obviously she's like a werewolf and she immediately gets pieced because there's no, no, no character is ever in any real danger in this movie. 
Yeah, um, her teeth turn into pencils. But then Stefan is like, I'm going to go to the village. I will meet you there. And he starts heading off. But there, there's only one road. And they're yeah. going to the village. Why they're are they separated? Going. What is what is the literal point of separating these characters at this point when they literally nothing happens between then and the time when they reconnect in the village except for Jenny and Ben going to the hotel and banging? Yeah. That is and, all and that happens. I forgot until you brought the scene back up, but they do this thing where they're like, whoa, why did everyone just leave? And he's like, they are all around us. And also, they have vanished and are gone. And then they're like, what? And then he, yeah, and then he goes to leave. And then they never do anything with that. <sighs> God. I should have written down, like, more lines of dialogue. Um, there were some, there were some bangers in here. Yeah. Too. And it's like, well, like, early on in the movie, because we have, like, the, basically the... Because Ben and Jen, well, Ben especially is like very much against Stefan because he's like talking to him like, I need to drive the stake into your sister. Um, right. Which he doesn't do that, right? No. They just shove her back into so. the coffin. They never actually lay her to rest. Yeah. But it's like, supposed to, it's supposed to be like, like that entire situation supposed at the mausoleum is supposed to get resolved because they get attacked by the werewolves and Ben realizes that Stefan has been telling the truth the whole time. And even though at one point, he says, like, I'm going to kill the son of a bitch. Um, when he realizes that he was... When Stefan was saying that he was going to go into the cemetery and put a stake into his sister, he realizes much later on, when it's just him and Jenny alone, that he was talking about putting a stake into his sister. And he's like, oh, I'm going to kill the son of a bitch. Um, and, then right. they, and then they get to the cemetery and the gate is, like, unlocked or whatever. And they're, yeah. like, confused. Like, oh, no. What, like... How did this happen? You're literally there to stop a guy who said he was going to go to the cemetery that night. Like, have a guess. Right. Take any guess. Yeah. Obviously, it wasn't him, I don't think. Uh, maybe it was. Um, but yeah, they, like, so they go up to the... To, so Karen is, like, in this coffin, and she's, like, alive, obviously, because she's a werewolf, and the, bo right. the silver bolts that were in her were taken out, and so she can't be at rest. And so this, this, like, little... This rod is supposed to be shoved into her, so that way she can, like, you know go back to being dead forever. Um, and she like erupts out of the coffin at one point when the werewolves attack. And then as they, when they fend them off, they just kind of shove her back into the coffin, which I guess the werewolves aren't that strong question mark. It was yeah, literally apparently. a glass. It was literally glass in, on, on top of the coffin. So you could see in, um, yeah, that was crazy too. Yeah. And, uh, then nothing happens. Like they leave. Yeah. And it's like, I, 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 Every single time I've watched this movie, I I feel like I must have like not paying been paying attention or something, and I'm like, wait, did they didn't kill her though, right? Like they didn't like end up like I don't putting think her they to ever rest. do, and it's like the whole thing for Ben, right? Well, the, the title of the movie is Your Sister Is a Werewolf, so you would think that the movie would be about Karen and like Ben's relationship with his sister and him, like maybe she escapes and like in the end, you know, there's like some emotional like resonance there or like the turmoil for him for the character and for the audience because like maybe in the end he has to be the one to like put his sister to rest or whatever no, but they don't play that at all because the thing no. is the movie was originally titled howling 2 stirba werewolf bitch yeah they should have kept that <laughs> they really should have kept that 
Because outside of the first, like, ten minutes of the movie, there's no fucking reason for this to be a thing. Yeah, it... I thought it was just that, like, the script ended up, like, wandering super far, but if that was the original title, they should have just stuck with their guns on that. Well, the thing is, the guy... So this was supposed to be based off of the book, Howling 2. And the oh, guy okay. who... They, they still, in the movie, credit the the author of the book for helping write the screenplay, but they basically threw out everything that he had written. Awesome. And just did Great. just did this instead. Yeah. Um, yeah. And so, yeah, so anyway, this this mausoleum, like, fighting werewolf experience where, like, they find out that, you know, Steerba's in Transylvania, um, it, like, it brings them together, and Ben's just like, I don't want this to happen to anyone else. I'm in. And Jenny, who's, like, a, like a news reporter, is like, I'm in, too. And he's just like, you just want it for the, for the Pulitzer Prize news story. And she's like, maybe. And, but then we don't circle back to that. She hasn't written it. Right. We're, we're like, it's Halloween, like, sometime later, and, like, they're just, like, living together in an apartment at the end of the movie. Yeah. And and then we get the, the funny Transylvanian guy. And that's it. And yeah. that's it. And yeah, it's so such the, a non-ending. Yeah. So other, the, than, other than the YouTube poop. Yeah. The, the fucking, the, the, the mash cut. Yeah. And, yeah, so the movie ends, and it's, like, where the, we're getting at the end of the movie, and, like, Ben and Jenny are back. And they're living together, which Ben, by the way, was like a police officer in Montana. Um, and so I guess he com- he's completely given up on that life. Um, we don't know what he's doing anymore. Um, he's just right. like sponging off of his reporter girlfriend, I guess. Um, I guess so. And they're living in like in this super sick L.A. apartment um, that good on them for being able to afford, I guess. Um, yeah, a nice place. And... So this kid in a werewolf costume comes up, and they're, like, so giddy and happy. And then, like, they see a kid in a werewolf costume. And <laughs> they're, like, very they somber and serious. Yeah. yeah. And Jenny says, strange-looking child. I wonder where he came from. Literally to, fucking To the child anywhere. in a mask. Anywhere. Yeah. Woman, it's, it's Halloween. Where do you think any children wearing costumes come from? Anywhere. Right. And then they say it's, like, from the apartment next door. Like, they saw him go in. And then so they go over, and it's this weird fucking priest, and he's like, I I have no children. I live alone. And he's like, ask them, ask them to come in, to, come in for a drink. And they're like, uh, no. But they sit it's, it's just... Yeah, it's, and he again, does like an evil laugh. He does, he does. He makes an evil fucking it's laugh. It's so crazy. It doesn't make any sense. Um, oh. oh my god. This movie yeah. rocks. It's like, it's like, <laughs> if you look at like each bizarre, you have to like take it for each bizarre choice one at a time and just look at yeah. it at like a beautiful woven tapestry of wrong decisions. <laughs> and like Christopher well Lee said. was only in this fucking movie or like wanted to be involved with this movie because he had not done a werewolf movie yet. Oh, is that why? He had done all the hammer horrors. Like he'd been, he'd, I, he's obviously did Dracula uh, right. stuff he'd done the frankenstein he'd done like all these other like horror movies but he had not been in a werewolf movie yet and he ended up being in this one all i could think the whole movie watching him was that he just must feel so like spiteful towards the other cast members and their acting well the thing is i i, I can only imagine like they really weren't it feels like none of the actors were given any direction 
Oh, no. I mean, for sure. Like, there's nothing they could have really done with what they were given, I don't think. Yeah. Just based on, you know, what we got at the end. But uh, I, I actually did see, um, uh, as I was looking at the uh, Wikipedia article, that uh, Christopher Lee actually um, apologized to uh, Joe Dante, who directed The Howling, for being in The Howling 2. He, he went and apologized to him. Literally. Which, like, yeah. fair. <laughs> yeah. Good, good idea. Yeah. Um, much love. Much love to Joe Dante. Gremlins, Piranha. We've covered Piranha on the show. Um, yep. Yeah. I feel like if Dante wanted to do the sequel, this actually probably would have been a pretty sweet movie, even if it was, like, kind of on the same, on the super low budget vibe that this movie had. Um, yeah, Dante definitely would have done something with it, even if he if we were blending in like the the kind of more comedy absurd elements here. Um, yeah, it's shout out to Christopher Lee, man, because he he yeah. fucking sold it so hard in this movie. He just brings his A game to everything, yeah. and super professional. He's the constant the consummate professional. Um, yeah. yeah, he uh, is just. I wish he was used more in this movie, actually, because he really doesn't do anything except walk around, stand there, drop exposition, and... Tell other people to wait around. And that's literally it. That's all he's used yeah. for in this movie. Like, he's never... There's, there's no action for him in his character. Definitely not. And it's like... And the thing is, like, all the werewolves, they know who he is, because Stirba is his sister. And, like, at any time, she could have had him snuffed out. But, like, and she doesn't want to leave the castle because this is where we're strongest. Why? Why is that? Is it because that's where all your rituals happen? Like, what about the castle? Right. You see, like, Stefan's just a dude. He's literally a dude. And he doesn't even have, like, projectile weapons. Like, he has to, he has <laughs> to kill you with titanium. And he only has his titanium dagger. You could right. literally, like, kill him by any conventional means. You could, like, fucking make a car bomb or something. And, like, play, <laughs> kill him. Like, what, what are we doing? Right. Now? Dude, uh, uh, that scene where it's, like, the group of werewolves and then also, like, Stefan uh, outside and, like, both of them are just kind of, like, side-eyeing each other and they're both, like, wait, is that them? Wait, is that them? And they're both just, like, yeah. And then nothing yeah. happens. Yeah. <laughs> it was so crazy. And uh, so, actually, to go to go back real quick to the Joe Dante bit, I just remembered because yeah. Christopher Lee is in Gremlins 2. He has oh, like he has sick. like a small role, and Joe Dante directed that one, so I guess the apology did end up being pretty clutch. <laughs> oh, that's funny. It got him got him in on the Gremlin sequel. Hell yeah! He apologized for being in the sequel. Um, but yeah. Anyway, I'm dried up. Yeah, I'm I'm just about drained. It's uh, yeah. It's just, let's just go into some closing thoughts and slap our ratings on this bad boy. Uh, I'll let you lead. Sounds I'll let you good. lead on this one. All right. Uh, so I would say, yeah, big. Like if you take it like big picture overall, this movie is just like a complete, complete disaster. In, and I'm a hyperbolic person, but I don't say this lightly. In literally every way imaginable. Um, but if you just take it minute by minute and just look at what's happening on the screen it's very easy to derive enjoyment from that so uh, i think overall 
I, I can't call it a good movie, but it, at least by the end of it, I was having fun. So I'm going to say in terms of a rating, I'm going to give it, uh, I'm going to give it, I'm going to give it 1.75 howls. <laughs> I just can't, I, I can't go up to the full two because it's just not a good movie. Okay. But I, I had fun watching it. Um, yeah, I mean, this movie is, so I think seeing it on the third time, it's, it's, it's lost a little bit of its luster for me. I can only imagine. Yeah. Um, I really, I will say this time, the, the Howling song, I really dug. Um, it's kind of sick, yeah. It's a fucking vibe, and so like, I definitely caught myself, like, every time, like, nodding my head, like, <laughs> by the pale moonlight, by the pale moonlight of the moon glow. I got a hunger. It's just like, uh, so good. And I caught myself. I caught myself vibing more on this time. But like, the the absurdity. I was like catching because because I was watching with the more you know observational eye for for the podcast. Mm -hmm. I was like really like blown away by the number of like little things that make no sense that like they were kind of just washed over me on the first time because yeah. I was mostly just kind of blown away by like how low budget it looked the fact that there are no actual werewolves depicted on screen ever uh outside right. of like the, the quick cut to like a full-blown mask uh which at one point I feel like one of the masks looks it literally um there's like nothing in it and so like it's indented because uh, it's not oh. filled out. <laughs> I swear to God, at, at one second, that's what it looks like. And awesome. uh, yeah, I was just so just mesmerized by the train wreck. But this time, looking at all the little details, I'm like, just really, really kind of gobsmacked that you know this movie was made. Uh, but it has a cult. It has a cult following for a reason. Like so many other like you know otherwise forgettable sequels uh, and even standalone movies out there. Um, and I can see myself, you know, watching this probably again at some point in the future. I might have like someone else watch it, uh, in my life and subjugate them to the pain. Um, insane. Yeah. Like maybe I'll do like, you know, like if, you know, around Halloween, I'll do like a, like a werewolf night or something and I just slip in <laughs> this uh. movie. Um, but yeah, ultimately it's got Christopher Lee. It's, it's, co it's comedic in uh on purpose and unintentionally uh and so ultimately i'm gonna give it the full two howls it's brave you're you're a brave person i am i am actually full-blown brave for that i'm not gonna lie yeah that's, um, that's nice <laughs> but yeah hey i'm so i'm so glad i was able to get you back out yeah it was to awesome to be on the show again i missed it uh i promise next time i'll uh give you i'll give you something good yeah, you had better something, some, something for you, <laughs> something for you, um, you and yours to watch. And so Thank there, God, there isn't, there isn't a walkout, um, <laughs> right? A strike. Um, but yeah, thank you to everyone for listening. It's been, it's been a time. Uh, there was another episode that should have come out, um, maybe like a, like a month ago, uh, but there was like glaring technical errors that i quite simply could not work around um on the finished product uh so this had to just had to go in the bucket um but i have plans to um i'm going back to new england for the summer 
Um, I'm going to bring my entire yeah. computer setup and everything. Um, and one of my plans, uh, because it's free, is to <laughs> pump out episodes uh, to kill time while I'm not working and uh, <laughs> just trying not to spend all my money. Um, Live filmed episodes, you say? Dude, I'd love to do. I love doing live episodes. Just like drop the microphone on the center of the table and crack Hell some beers yeah. with the boys and just get a little silly with it. I'm in. Yeah. Um, but thank you all for listening. Um, as always, I will catch you in the next one. Have a good night. Oh.